Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Friday, December 22nd. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. An African Catholic ministry is helping African immigrant families connect to their homeland through masses in Swahili and French. People attending the services say they can worship with those who share the same culture and language. Swahili is our national language and, and English, so that's why I enjoy I can be able to understand better. When I listen to Swahili Mass, I feel that I'm at home. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson will have that story in just a few minutes. The Francis Howell School District is eliminating black history and black literature from its three high schools. Board members voted yesterday to eliminate the elective courses that have been offered since 2021. The decision stems from the board's move to no longer support curriculum connected to the Southern Poverty Law Center. The Post-Dispatch reports the Political Action Committee Francis Howell Families opposes the education program, saying it's based on leftist principles and critical race theory. A St. Louis County legislator has been expelled from the Missouri House Democratic Caucus. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum has more on why Democrats have exiled Representative Sarah Unsicker. Unsicker has faced widespread criticism for her social media activity, including posing for a photo with an alleged Holocaust denier. After being stripped of her committee assignments, Democratic leaders expelled her from the caucus. Members of the House Democratic leadership team said in a statement that Unsicker, quote, is free to choose her associations, but the caucus enjoys that same freedom. Unsicker, who recently dropped her bid for Missouri Attorney General, said the efforts to expel her from the caucus are, quote, a character assassination from a wing of the party that I want nothing to do with. Unsicker will be unable to run again for the Missouri House in 2024 due to term limits. I'm Jason Rosenbaum. St. Louis Public Radio. The deputy director of public safety in St. Louis is resigning. KSDK reports Heather Taylor is leaving the post after criticizing city administration and its police department on social media. She is a retired St. Louis police sergeant and former president of the Ethical Society of Police. Taylor alleges on social media that she was blocked from providing input on police affairs after Chief Robert Tracy started reporting directly to the mayor instead of the public safety director. Mayor Tashara Jones appointed Taylor in 2021. The TV station reports her resignation takes effect next month. St. Louis aldermen are working on legislation to bring back red light cameras. The technology has not been used in St. Louis since the Missouri Supreme Court ruled the devices needed to prove the person receiving a ticket was driving the vehicle. Board of Aldermen President Megan Green says her colleagues are crafting legislation to conform with the high court's decision. Green says any bill will seek to enhance public safety and protect the civil liberties of people accused of running red lights. Fines and fees that are generated go into a traffic fund that, uh, one, can pay for neighborhood safety improvements on neighborhood streets, and two, to fund a driver's education program through the city. Green made the comments on the Politically Speaking Hour on St. Louis on the Air, and that airs today at noon on St. Louis Public Radio. Missouri officials are waiting on multiple new rules from the Environmental Protection Agency related to so-called forever chemicals. St. Louis Public Radio's Kate Grumke reports. The EPA is expected to finalize regulations related to per- and polyfluorinated alkyl substances, or PFAS, in the coming months. 
One rule is related to these chemicals in drinking water. Right now, Missouri is in a gray area, says Eric Medlock, an environmental program manager with Missouri's Department of Natural Resources. Once we get that final rule, then it will be up to us to put into regulation here in Missouri uh, to meet those standards that EPA sets. There are some drinking water providers in Missouri who are currently reporting levels of these chemicals that are above the proposed standard. They aren't now required to clean that up, but there are grants available to do that. I'm Kate Grumke, St. Louis Public Radio. Families of transgender youth in Missouri can now receive assistance from a new project connecting them with health care providers. The effort staffed with workers at the North Carolina-based Campaign for Southern Equality offers similar programs in 15 other states. Katie Erker-Lynch is director of PROMO, which advocates for LGBTQ rights in Missouri. She says the patient navigators are crucial. They have built pretty deep networks with the medical providers in spaces that are providing gender-affirming care to folks who have been prohibited from receiving evidence-based life-saving medicine in their own state. The project also offers small grants for travel and other emergency expenses. The Missouri legislature has banned hormone therapy and other gender-affirming procedures for people under 18. An African Catholic organization in the St. Louis region brings Swahili and French masses to many African immigrants. It helps them build community and feel connected to their home countries. The U.S. Census shows roughly 12,400 Africans in the area, up from 10,300 in 2017. As St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports, the services are a source of support for many among the region's growing African immigrant communities. It's the first Sunday of the Advent season at St. Norbert Catholic Church in Florissant, and about 20 African men and women are singing gospels in Swahili. The church holds mass on the first Sunday of each month for African immigrants who speak the language. It also holds French services every third Sunday. There are about 50 African families clapping, vivaciously moving their bodies, and singing along to the beat of the African drum. Just about everyone at the service is part of the St. Louis International African Catholic Community Organization. They come to Mass to celebrate their culture with other Africans while practicing their faith. That's Father Anthony Kitima. He's a priest from Kenya who's studying at St. Louis University and initiates the Swahili Mass. We want them to nourish this kind of faith that they come with. They are now immigrants here in America, but we want them now to kind of not forget where they came from, their roots. The Swahili Mass is one of a kind in the region. Father Kitima started his priest for the Swahili Masses in October 2022. He says the African Catholic Organization helps Tanzanians, Ethiopians, Ugandans, and more feel welcome in St. Louis. The African Catholic Organization began in 2010. Holy Trinity and St. Anne hosted their language services. A few members started the services because many of them were lonely at their home parishes. However, in June 2020, Holy Trinity Parish closed, which paused the Swahili and French masses. The group resumed both services last year at their new home, St. Norbit. Diana Donovan, who's from Kenya, is the president of the organization. When I moved here in 2013, I was the only black person in my parish. For many years, 
But now, just having this community has helped me because I know even if I'm at my parish, you know, for certain weeks, I will definitely be here with the rest of people who share the same values, the same cultures, the same languages as me. St. Norbert embraced Swahili cultural religious traditions, including dancing behind the priest during his procession. They also eat traditional dishes after services. Sylvie Kagarama was ecstatic when her boss told her about the African Catholic community nearly three years ago. At the time, she missed home, Rwanda, and the Democratic Republic of Congo. She grew up speaking Swahili and French, and when she moved to the U.S., she says she thought it would be hard to find community. Quand je suis venue ici à Saint-Louis, je me disais ça, ça va me prendre beaucoup de temps pour que j'apprenne d'abord l'anglais. So when she came here to the United States, she assumed it would be a long time, take a long time to learn the the English language participation in the mass, and it's just entirely by luck that she found out about the African Catholic community here. Kakarama says mass and the family-style gatherings after offers her a mental boost for the rest of the month. Caroline Mugundi of Kenya has been singing in the Swahili choir since 2018. She says many days she's stressed, but her heart swells with joy when she lifts her voice for God in her native language. Swahili is our national language and, and English, so that's why I enjoy, I can be able to understand better. When I listen to the Swahili Mass, I feel that I'm at home. I'm Andre Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Brian Moline edited that report. This is the final episode of The Gateway for 2023. We are taking a break for the holidays. A big thanks again this year to all who have streamed or downloaded the program. This weekday extravaganza returns January 2nd. And to help mark the festive season, we are going out today with the sounds of the St. Louis Public Radio Holiday Band. holidays to all. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis, theme music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.